0: My name's Tony Sabanskis, writer, filmmaker, inventor of the H card, and world-renowned music constructionist, famed for my extensive research with the, and of course as chief technical officer on.
1: Line. Ah! Now put a donk on it. Electro. Ah! Put a donk on it.
0: This week, our special guest is none other than the spectacularly fabulous. Change that chair if that chair squeaks. I'll squeak a bit. Okay then, let's not waste any more time. Sit back and get ready for the highly informative, hugely entertaining, borderline annoying... Custard Room Podcast! Thanks. Right, we're on. Right, okay. <laughs> so introducing Anita Pandolfo. That's
1: Pandolfo, pre- yeah. Is
0: that the yeah, I got Pandolfo. It right first time?
1: Depends where you come from. <laughs> where, where's it from? It's Italian, actually. It's oh, n- right, right. N- From Naples. Ah, specifically Ooh. from Naples. Specifically from Naples.
0: Is that, is that like, um, oh, Sicilians aren't seen as being... Ita-
1: from an Italian point of view, Sicilians
0: are sort of looked down
1: upon. Is that right? Sicilians are a completely different nation, apparently. Right, right. And they don't like to be called Italians.
0: Right, that's what it'll be. But then. in Italy,
1: it's like England. There's the north, there's the south. But it's the other way around, actually. The south is more poor. Yeah. The north ah, is right. more affluent in Italy.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Oh, so northern uh, northern Italy is better than southern Italy.
1: Considered, yeah.
0: Right. Where's Mick living? Where's his Where's his gaff? North is it not? Yeah. Proper, proper posh he is. he is,
1: not
0: he? <laughs> he's got a big. Uh, apparently, he's got a big mansion that he like. I
1: know. I um, keep I keep hammering after an north. invite, but it's never happens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so writer, actor, yeah, and director, Yep, That's would right. Would you Would you put him in that order, or do you want to put him in a different order?
1: No, I think writer, actor, director, yeah. perfect order. Excellent. Jack of all trades.
0: <laughs> Anita was my um, writing tutor throughout. Was it third year? My third year. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Supervised you. Yeah.
0: And yeah. Supervised my uh, writing. <laughs> Tried to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. It didn't work out that well, did it? At the time, I think
1: I won you over in the end, <laughs> yeah, didn't you did, I? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so
0: um, to start with. Um, I just wanted to touch base to see where or when
1: did you actually start
0: writing? What influenced you to start becoming a writer?
1: I actually started professionally writing in about 1997. Right. It came about because I was acting for about seven years. And back then I was a larger actress. And I got a little bit fed up of playing fat, fat, Stupid or fat comedy roles only? Right. And I actually wrote a letter to the stage saying, what about diversity? You know, um, I'm a mother, I'm a sister, I'm a best friend. Why can't larger women be represented on screen as fully rounded characters, pardon the pun, Um, and not just playing stupid parts? What what stage? is in... Oh, the stage is the um, the newspaper for actors. Is that still going? It's still going, it and I actually got published. Is it
0: still called the stage? It's called the stage. All ah, right. Yeah. There's, there's one keeps keeps sending me emails. Stage thirty two. I don't know what it is. I
1: think that's just a facility. Oh, ah, right, right, <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> uh, so the stage is the you know industry newspaper for actors. Right, right. Um. So I published it. Was published that letter. Um. Way back then. Excellent. So obviously it's gone on for years. Inequality. Uh, But we won't go down that route just yet. Not yet. (laughs) Um, And so I started to write um, scripts for myself, really, with parts for myself. Right. And I went for an audition for Our Friends in the North as an actress, which was a huge, epic drama back then. Yeah. And... um, It was clear I wasn't going to get a part when they said, um, what have you been doing for the last year? And I told them I've been concentrating on writing. Right. So they suggested, if I had any ideas, to send it to their scripts editor. Yeah. Who happened to be Nicola Schindler back then. Right. Who has now got a huge independent production company called Red in Manchester. Oh, right. ah, So that's who runs Red. She runs Red. Ah, okay. And um, so I sent her a synopsis of an idea And she invited me down to London, and she helped me then construct that into a script idea. And we tried to get it away at the BBC because that's who she was working for, but nobody took it up. And she then suggested I get an agent, and I I was at that point where if anybody said do this, I did it. You know, I didn't say no, I didn't talk myself out of things. So um, she sent that. she, She suggested a few names, and I ended up then. Um, After about a year, um, getting on an agency called The Agency, which I had no idea was one of the biggest um, literary agencies in the UK. Right. And it just all snowballed from there then, really. Right, excellent. So... From ninety seven, were you interested in writing as a as a child, or was that something I that... enjoyed English writing right, at okay. school. Right, um, I wasn't very studious. Right, um, but I could always tell a good story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not something I pursued, and yeah. it wasn't something I left school thinking I want to be a writer. It's, it's hard. I had to resit my
0: GCSE English recently because of my teacher qualification. Oh yes, um, and back in the day. I'd, I can't even remember what I got. It was that long ago. Yeah. So I thought, right, I'll resit it anywhere. For you know, if you're going to be a teacher, then it's only fair. If you, if I get to that point where I've got to teach mm. somebody GCSE English and I've not got a GCSE English myself, it looks So I, I had to, to resit that, and it's so boring. I had to do that with so the math. Oh, boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, I found my maths one, so did I was all right. Yeah. Did you? yeah. Yeah. I found my maths qualification. I thought, thank God for that, because I was looking at the. Exam and thinking, my God, I will not pass that now. That's true, it's <laughs> true. But yeah, it was so boring. And uh, and they've also cut out, I think this is right, they've cut out any literature that's not British. So there's no American literature or any, anything from any other country. So it was like sort of things like Mark um, Twain, you know, yeah. I think, and you were like, what's going on? Why can't we...
1: Why can't we study global yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. quite
0: ridiculous, really. It is a it was, bit,
1: isn't
0: it? But it was so, so boring and so... And for me, everything on there was subjective. If you were writing a story, a short story, that's a subjective piece. I want to know who's marking it. Do you know how, yes. what their qualifications are? Yeah, yeah. Who's marking my work? And what well, that sounds familiar,
1: Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? But they wouldn't do it. I well, can was... you've done your degree and you've gone backwards to do GCSE, yeah. so it's yeah. always slightly... Yeah. questionable isn't it really yeah, i was on
0: my teacher training as well and the teacher knew i was on my teacher training
1: as well was, i felt a bit awful really <laughs> there was some things where i was going
0: <coughs> you know like um, it's
1: not easy as a mature student going back is it really no, it's not no, it's awful. well that's what that, that's what i was i mean i graduated at 32 so i was a mature student going right. into even doing a drama degree right um interestingly so that drama degree I did. We did a lot of um, devising. We never worked from scripts. It was called Dramatic Arts. Right. So everything we did was either from um, a newspaper article or we were given a brief and we would devise things physically devise things right. so in a way I think that's helped me with my writing Right. in right. a way just getting an idea and, and, and I do tend to sort of think of, I did originally come at it from um, an acting point of view so my strength at the beginning was always about character
2: Right. and
1: I think that's what people recognised in my work yeah. the characters were believable right. the dialogue was believable I had to push myself to create plot yeah. you know and make things happen
2: yeah
1: and um, so structure is something that I've had to I learned on the job really right right um and I used to nurse so right. when my agent was marketing me that was one of the elements she pushed the and I had I was a nurse, right. so the first shows I was getting offered were medical shows. Right, right. And the very first show I ever got offered was Peak Practice. Oh, I remember Peak Practice. Do you remember Peak it Practice? Still, it's not it's long. It's not, but oh, it right. still still get a few royalties every now and again. Right, so it right, still right, sells excellent. globally. Right, right. Um, so it seemed an easy fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a doctor based show. And um, I do remember them saying, now come down and speak to us and bring an idea. And I had no idea what I was going to do. And I always tend to sort of look at life for inspiration. Yeah. And at that time, my dad had um, just been given a diagnosis of an illness called MSA. Right. And he was an extremely fit man, a marathon runner. Um, He was a bus driver. MSA is multiple system atrophy. Right. So there are multitudes of things. You get oh, Parkinsonism. Right. Um, you have swallowing problems, slightly ME, MS, Parkinson symptoms oh, all rolled a, into one. That's a bad one. It know. was a bad one. And so um, I wrote, when I went in to pitch the idea, oh, right, right. I was just pitching my dad's story. Right. And um, also um, years and years ago, he used to be a miner. Right. So when when I was filming, when when we was pitching the idea, we were just coming out of the back of the the uh, the, the the mines being closed and the Derbyshire right. area and the Nottingham area and families being um, divided by people who went over the picket line. So I injected that kind of slight politics into right. the work, and um, that's kind of become my. Voice.
2: Right, right. Okay. I mean, I
1: remember somebody back then asking me what my voice was. Right. I had no idea what that meant. I, don't know, I still don't. And I just said, Mancunian. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You
1: know, I've come to discover that I do have this um, theme going throughout my whole work, which is um, usually supporting the underdog. Do you know
0: what? Anna wants... I'll refer to Anna. You must have got this quite a few times. Anna was my teacher for the first and second year. She left and then Anita took over. So we did used to reference Anna quite a lot in conversations. Anna once said to me, said, Tony, you keep writing these characters that are pathetic sort of people. And Anna used to just say that that, that was me. I was writing about myself. Well, or oh, how, how, how I vision myself.
1: Well, interestingly, because the other, the other overriding theme is don't judge a book by a cover. Yeah, yeah. You know, which I was going down to London, Northern Voice, Big Woman, Ex-Nurse. They kind of put me into a box right? saying, oh, you're going to do um K esque type Things, you know, right. comedy like Benidorm or Fat Friends. Yeah. Or, and right. that wasn't my thing. Right. Um, I was more about saying, um, you think you know who I am, but you don't. Right, And so I kind of invested that a lot into my characters. Right, right You on. know, that there is a strength in characters. Um, and really all the time trying to write against Northern cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my thing. Right. Yeah, it really irritates me right. to see... That the, I mean, they do, that there's this thing that northern characters and northern writers are warm and cuddly, and that's fine. But we're also, you know, I, I mean, I've been, I've been to meetings where people have read my work.
0: Well, so the stereotype I'm not a of not characters, of writers from the north well, is It's what... always, right, yeah, right, right. yeah.
1: They think this is what you're going to write, and they're quite right. surprised when you go down a darker route right,
2: okay. or a more intelligent yeah, yeah.
1: route. Yeah. Or, I mean, I love doing big, I've done, written epic historical pieces because right. i love history yeah but predominantly about manchester you know um I, w- I was researching the peterloo massacre for seven years and trying to get that off the ground right, right. Uh, until mike lee came along i mean you know and made this epic film um and also victorian detective drama i wrote but the guy was half irish and half italian
2: Right, right. So he might as
1: well have been black back then in a kind of very Protestant. That sounds like Victorian the, England. What, what detectives that? It's it, not. It's, it's not, not Ripley tri- Street. I was going to say because that that's was um, ripped
0: Off Street. Right, right, right. I,
1: I wrote mine before that. It was called Cavallari.
0: Right, because Cre- Crellin showed me a book and it was basically it was supposed to be the guy that played. Oh no, sorry, Sherlock Holmes, who Sherlock Holmes was sort of based off. Was half Irish, half Italian character that you Caminada. Were, is that who it is? Yeah, he was a Manchester. master of disguise. Was it Manchester. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It, was it? Was it twenty-five years a detective?
0: I can't remember the book. It was an obscure yeah. book. Yeah.
1: It was because he was half foreign, right? And he was half Italian. Yeah, he could take off his shirt and tie, and his looks. He could mingle within. You know, he, he, right. he was a master of disguise, and ah, in right, that, right. he could blend mm. better than some sort of middle-class right. detective. Yeah. So he's. he was notorious for going into the ghetto where he was born, actually. The ghetto used to be behind candles, um, or right. where candles was, right, God right. rest its soul. Um, all behind there was a ghetto. Right. So the poor people lived in that Deansgate area. Right, right. And you've wrote stuff like that as well? So Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. No, I have. All right. Do you know what?
0: I don't really know much about what you've wrote. I know that you're a good writer, because I've seen... Like TV shows yep. that have been written, because I watch cops. But
1: you go into development, you write and write and write, yeah, and some of yeah, it never yeah. sees the light of day. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. some, they used to pay you for development, not anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was your living. But, um, yeah, it's a tough industry.
0: Would you not fancy writing? In fact, hang on one second.
1: Oh. You was about to ask me, have you ever thought about writing a book? No, no, it was um, oh. writing for soaps. Did, i've tried to write i've tried to get into writing for Curry. corrie is the only one i have done a few trials i think i
0: think i'd yeah i think corrie had been. i keep doing it on twitter yeah i keep because david isaac's writing for them at the minute yeah. or writing the occasional episode i keep twitting <laughs> like things like right steve needs to lose a leg i want to see audrey on spice <laughs> these big lists of like different storylines I swear that losing a leg, yeah. a young lads lost his leg, and I was like, "Have they been checking my messages?" No, it's
1: interesting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I, I doubt it, like, but yeah, it's a nice coincidence. No, but it's true. I mean, um, well, I'll tell you a story off the mic later on. <laughs> <laughs> tell it on the mic. No, it's just you know, <laughs> you do you go in and you pitch these ideas and um, go for interviews, and they're always asking, "Have you got a storyline in advance?" Right. You know, yeah. and uh, you go, "Yeah, how about?" This, but you don't get the job, but then you see that storyline yes, later on, yeah, yeah, it's true. I've, yeah,
0: I've done I've The done, big tram um, crash. All oh, right, right, Was that it's really? Sneaky, aren't they? Sneaky. We've done, a few people died in that as well. It was a good Quite way of a killing, uh, killing yeah. characters. I had a conversation it,
1: with a, a producer before he took over the show, saying the most memorable things I remember from childhood watching Curry because it's been an institution in our family for yeah, years, yeah, yeah. was the train crash
2: right. years
1: oh. ago, and it came off. Um, the tracks and you didn't that. know who was buried underneath it for quite a long ah, time oh
0: right okay right
1: and the other one was uh, You had one
0: like that in Emmerdale didn't they where there was a, a disaster and, and it was like it took about a week or two weeks to find out who it were they did it on Curry. oh did they yeah right. Yeah. right.
1: so, so yeah yeah No, soaps uh, are notoriously difficult to get into, but I have done long-running shows like Casualty. Right. I wrote on Holby for a while. Right. Um, Did an episode of The Bill when that was about, but it was just about at the end of its lifespan then, so didn't get to really write too many of them.
0: You you wrote a series called Cops.
1: I did. BAFTA-winning series. Two BAFTA winning. Two BAFTAs. And one RTS awards. Where's your BAFTA? Not here. Actually, the producer took it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were telling me about this. Yeah, I was yeah, distraught for uh, you. Yeah. I, I, seen one, I was at Bolton Film Festival recently and someone left a BAFTA and descended. I was going to steal it and bring it for you. Oh, you thank you. I mean, you
1: well, should have done it. It was probably mine then. anyway.
0: <laughs> Doing the rounds. <laughs> I can't believe that they didn't, because there was there was uh, a number of people in the production. Why don't they just print, an, oh, sorry, make another award to give well, so everybody's so, award i don't know
1: this is where writers get frustrated at not getting the recognition yeah i mean it's changed now it's slightly. it's a lot different now right but back then um when we won when we were nominated we weren't even invited to the awards that's terrible The right, the, the two directors and the producers were up for it right um and i complained yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you do and in the end, we actually got to go to the ceremony. And the second time we won, the actual the other two writers got the award. Um, I wasn't invited; because we moved on to something else, and ah, the producer right. took the award. So, um, naughty that though, a little isn't it? bit naughty. But it's um, interestingly so. I Me and I set up a writer-led company in 2005, as you know.
2: Yeah.
1: And um, it was before everybody else was doing it. Right. With um, the view to. Um, trying to create a, an independent development house. Right. So I would help new writers or writers coming into the industry and established writers to develop their ideas. Yeah. I also at the time approached Paul Abbott and Russell T. Davis right. and suggested we bought a digital channel. Right. And put all our dramas, we controlled it, we put our dramas out on that subscription channel. Yeah. Um, but nobody, was, nobody could conceive what digital TV would look like. But what's... Right. Netflix.
0: Oh, I know, I know, yeah.
1: I Amazon, would... by now making, you know, but we could have had control. But it's... I, mean, I mean,
0: even like sort of satellite, ch- you know, channels. There's, I've seen a satellite channel, and it was, it was so poor, you know, the the quality, everything mm. on it was really, really poor. Mm. And it was owned by a company in Manchester, and they ran it for about two years, mm. uh, This this channel, and everything on it was dire, and it was ma- mainly promos for local businesses and things like that. And it was like one of them. Um, like made in Leeds type thing, or made in Manchester. You know they have them, them sort of local channels. And it was terrible, but they must have got the money from somewhere and thing. And it must have been having viewers, or else it wouldn't have been there for two. It was years.
1: interesting times. This, you know, the digital switchover. Yeah, this you've got, yeah, nobody yeah. was prepared for yeah, it. Yeah. But I've been approached by Ericsson's in right. Ericsson, the the, the the mobile phone makers, right, right. Um, by a guy there, and this was in two thousand, right so well ahead of the curve yeah, they right. knew what was what was coming ahead in terms of what you now can get on your phone and how you can watch things on your phone and right. you know they knew and they wanted to make the public aware of what was coming and we created an idea for a soap
2: right
1: um that you know i would bring my television experience and we would we would integrate the whole of this um uh, you know the new technology and yeah. show that it, like, if you now land in Spain, yeah. you just go, where, you know, where's the nearest cafe? Yeah, yeah. That didn't happen back in 2000. Oh, yeah, and yeah. people were not aware of what was coming. And also this big digital switchover in that we could access things from all different sources. Right. So I was ahead of the curve in that way. And I was going yeah, to the BBC yeah, yeah. saying, you know, here's an idea for a show here's how it can trans- how translate 360 commissioning. We can get another, you know, something online behind the red button with the, the big oh, buzzword yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, and they had no idea how it was all going to function. And actually, one drama commissioner said to me, um, you're so unusual in that we normally just get computer geeks coming in here. Right, right. But you're bringing in a narrative. But they didn't, they weren't prepared to take it on right. at the time. So... They were frightened.
2: Right. I think
1: I've already been, always been slightly ahead of the curve with oh, that's good. projects and ideas. and I mean, if you look at Cops, for example, um, that single point of view in a mm. TV drama had never been done before. Right. And that came about because I originally went to World Productions with a paramedic drama,
2: right.
1: which was made by ITV. And from that research, I was sat in the back of the van Right, observing and you never knew what was going to happen yeah. before you arrived at the door. You'd arrive yeah. on your blues and your twos and it could be something or nothing. Right, And that excitement of not knowing, Yeah, um, I discussed, you know, with, with productions and then the year later when they brought me into the To Do Cops, they were saying, this is the kind of, this is what we want. Yeah. We don't want the case of the week setting up. Originally, like with the bill uh, or any other like casualty, for example, you would see the case of the week set up. Yeah. This way we only ever met it right. as they did, and you had to let it go. So you never had a storyline that you saw from the beginning to the middle and the end. Right, right. But it was about them being police officers and them right. being paramedics as it was on ITV.
2: Yeah.
1: And in fact, the Radio Times did a a great article saying this was a renaissance, with both of my shows on, Yeah. saying this is All a right. renaissance of a... A great era, you know, um, this observational kind of not setting up the case of the week, just hitting the ground running with the guys in the uniform, be it paramedic or, um, but you know what she failed to do? Uh, Put my name in the article. You're joking. No, I've got it upstairs. I'll show it you before you leave. What's going he on kind on? of ran my agent and went, Did she not get the link? And that's, <laughs> if it had been a guy, one might think, Yeah, they would have started that, with that, wouldn't they? They would have led with that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was so unusual at the time for a female creator to have two shows on Yeah. that the press were interviewing me, but they were only interested in personal things right, like right. children, divorce, and you kind of go, Well, no.
2: Yeah.
1: That's private. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of go, well, as a, as a, would a man get asked the questions about his children?
0: Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, I very no. much doubt it. Yeah. No,
1: it's interesting. And yeah. you can see that this conversation is going to take a feminist turn anytime soon. <laughs> Just wait till
0: we get to the, yeah, um, wait till we get tri- to the triple F rating. Uh, absolutely. Films. <laughs> so, have you ever worked on radio? No. Have you never done radio?
1: No, I haven't. I've taught radio.
2: Right, right. But I've
1: tried to go... I mean, we were looking to try and get the Peterloo on the radio. Right. And uh, Radio 4... Yeah, I took a sniff for a little while, right. but they were a bit unsure. We actually had all the names. cast: Maxine Peake, oh, right. Julie Heavenhouse. I can't say that name. Um, you know, um, all they were all prepared to be connected mm. to our radio project.
0: Maxine Peake's on everything now. She is. She's getting a bit over over I'd say. She's the voice. I think she's the voice of Manchester. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. But, that accent, it's my voice, do you know, but a female but version of good? my voice. You know, did, people say, shouldn't
1: she you change her voice? And I say, no. I, I don't know
0: whether it's possible. You know she slightly. can. I don't know when, whether she she retains it on purpose. I think that. she does. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I think she's already said that. Why should she be anything else other I know than she true. is? Yeah, yeah. No, I you mean, know, I've lived I mean, to you know, trying to Maxine, change my accent. ironically, before she went in dinner ladies straight out of drama school was in picking up the pieces on right, the bus right. in a little in a little scene and i i, I emailed we, we communicate quite a bit right and i reminded her of that and she 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 was quite amused by that because right, right. her character had had a fit and wet herself so right, it was right, quite right, right. an embarrassing little scene for a young no, woman she, she's
0: good she's a damn good actor i, I like the uh, the one on rochdale you know with the uh, the paedophile gang sort of Oh I right, yeah. it's yeah, was it was quite
1: hard. It's in that, wasn't it? Yeah, really? I can't yeah. remember
0: what character she played. Uh, she played the actual um, the social worker or whoever it was that yeah. sort of like kept trying to bring this to yeah. everyone's attention and was just she's being very, annoyed. very,
1: um, very proactive in terms of. She's writing stuff now as well, which is great.
0: Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, directing as well. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I didn't. I didn't catch it, but we were at the uh, Bolton Film Fest where she's a patron. And um, I think she had a film played on there. Oh. Didn't didn't catch it though. It was far too busy at the time. <laughs> I love radio though. It, uh, I sorry, think going it's back a great to radio, medium. You I know, love it. something I'd love yeah. to get
1: into a little bit more. Maybe we should do a little play. I
0: know. I know. I know. Why don't we? I know. I've, I, I, I there was a big spate of uh, me doing radio, and it was because I got told I got um, longlisted mm. uh, for a competition with Audible, and it was called um, "This Is Your Pilot Speaking." So you had to do a pilot. That you thought would could run for six episodes, mm. standard sort of thing, um, and I would wrote this this pilot, got long listed because they loved it. They even actually, there was one bit that was sort of concerned me. They said, "I love a writer who understands the need for catchphrases," and I was like, uh. <laughs> "Oh, good. I can't write any catchphrases <laughs> in that whatsoever." You know, oh, it I was know. just the way that the characters spoke, though. Oh, right. Uh, but so it, they think they the way they people it was, speak are catchphrases yeah, catchphrase oh, for oops. some reason. <laughs> Like bumper sticker
1: every other line,
0: <laughs> but we didn't get taken to Charlotte. But uh, the the woman really wanted the, the woman I was speaking to. There was a, a woman and a guy who I, was, who I was talking to, and it must have been the guy and the judging panel that didn't really want because I was a, it was an unknown actor <laughs> or relatively unknown actors <laughs> in it. <clears throat> Not for me. It was Peter Slater, yeah. David Carrlin. It was a good cast, um, but for them they were looking at people like Mark Berry and um, yeah. and. Uh, the com- competition. So st- well it is yeah you know, of course so it was uh, for them it was like they were relatively unknown so it didn't get taken further but she really liked it and she was mm. saying listen if you've got more then you can just put it on yourself mm. so I was I did, I was like right what I've got to do is I'd always had a plan of setting out uh, like a little world mm. and all these sort of different dramas completely different completely sort of on their own but set in the same sort of area even yeah. though one was on a farm one was in one was so on, like
1: anthologies
0: yeah yeah like um yeah, in its own like Marvel Universe. Do you right. know like so yeah, we had yeah. our own little universe, Bibbling Show <clears> it was. And um so I set out and I made three, four, got to my fourth and I was contacting them and they went, Oh no, you need ten series And I was like, What? Ten series
1: you sound like joking, the Americans. Mate? You develop in America, and they're going. What's the hundred and twentieth episode?
0: I t- they wanted like back catalogues of things that you could just dump straight <clears throat> on. So it was just no chance. I said, you know what? To, to, for me to create something like ten series at the rate I'm going, I'd probably about, be about hundred and fifty by the time it were finished. The it's true.
1: I, <laughs> I know. I'll score you
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> it took me so long to write these four and produce these four. Yeah, it was just like incredible. But yeah, yeah. So, but I'd love to do, Audible are the ones now. Radio 4 are are dead. Yeah. They're going to, it's just going to die soon. Because I'm on that podcast vibe, the Audible vibe. I can listen to a show or listen to a segment, whatever I need to, whenever I want. Yeah. I'm not having Radio 4 telling me what time to listen to the radio.
1: How how long are radio episodes?
0: It depends. On, say, BBC, I think you get, it's weird, you get 14 minutes.
1: Yeah, but we am not talking about BBC. I'm talking about self-publishing. Oh
0: God, anytime, anytime yeah. you want. Yeah, with radio. I mean, they probably go around the same Could we sort get it of, out of format. You like
1: YouTube and stuff like that, can't
0: uh, you? Uh, honestly, the the way to do it would be to, if you were an established writer, which you are, is to speak to the people at Audible, um, and you can do it through a different platform. It's called A D X, and then you can you can self-publish through Audible. All oh, right. Audible are a lot more open like these send days.
1: send me all these links. Or... I
0: will do, yeah, but they're a lot more open these days because they're, they're trying to get the market of, of radio theatre or audio comedies, audio theatre, whatever yeah, they're changing the name
1: to. If we did it, have you seen this, the, the audio studios down at Salford? They're amazing. Are they? We could get everybody in and just... Right,
0: right. Yeah, I mean, I was at Bolton, and, and brilliant. We just started doing it. We swapped our booth around so we don't have a leaky air conditioner in the,
2: in my room. These are proper, you should come down and
1: have a look. I will. The facility, (laughs) I mean, I know it's not turning your back on that, but you're just doing whatever you do to get yourself up on the next ladder, don't you really?
0: Yeah, I mean. Because
1: Gary runs the radio station.
0: Right, okay. Uh, Gary? Maurice Rohn. Right, okay. Uh, Salford?
1: I might just suggest that to him. I might start writing the first, uh, first couple of episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Soundscape and things like Cause that
1: because everyone's. I mean, somebody's it's doing is it God. Russell T Davis who's doing a post Brexit drama, right? Right, so it'll, it'll occupy it's things like it's all set in a cul de sac, a bit right. like Brookside was, all oh, right? Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. not on, are we? Yeah, okay, I'm not going to talk about this then anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> true, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, our oh, card might well, my card ran out. I'd not thought I'm not organized today at all, which I should be. Um, <laughs> uh, my card ran out, and I've just had to change the card. <laughs> Um, so we had a bit of a break in the middle of that. Go on, sorry. What's the next question? (laughs) Right. Next question. Well, we're we're not going to divulge any more information about our radio theater that we're playing. Ideas. (laughs) Um, right. So I put Australia at 40 in brackets. Oh yeah. Because I remember you telling me that you'd, you'd gone to Australia at 40. I did.
1: I went backpacking around Australia at 40. and The reason being is we'd, um, written the pilot episode three pilot episodes for cops at the time right and back then I wrote very, very 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 quickly so mine was done quite quickly right and then it was a case of just submitting them and waiting to hear whether or not we were going to get commissioned right so I was kind of tapping my fingers a little bit thinking what to do and um my 40th birthday was pending the year after actually right and um I decided to go and visit an aunt in Perth, and ended up going backpacking around Australia, right? Which was great because it gave me confidence. I'd just gone through a breakup at the time, yeah. So it gave me personal confidence. It's great meeting different characters over there. But I also came away from that um, being really um, intrigued by Aboriginal culture, right? And the Dreamtime mm-hmm. stories. And I came back and I wrote a film. What are the Dreamtime stories? The Dreamtime stories of what the Aboriginal mythology kind of stories. Right,
0: ah, okay, okay, You
1: know, that um, they're very much about the earth and that we come from the earth. And all their right. stories relate back to those kind of fables, really. Right, okay, right. Um, And I ended up incorporating that into a film idea. Right. Which has never been made, but, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you know, it's... it's um, it's there. A-
0: Australian know. filmmaking a I know. Become yeah, a bigger no, thing nowadays. it has it?
1: actually. So maybe I'll revisit that. Yeah, one. I would
0: do. Yeah, and New Zealand. New Zealand is. New
1: Zealand it, as his well.
0: Ta- Ta- Taiko Takiki. It's that his name just
1: just getting you thought through the door, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I-, I like him. He's from New Zealand. He's um he he was the director of Thor Ragnarok. Right. But previous to that, he did. Um, have you ever seen uh, Hunt for the Wilder People?
1: I've heard of it. Yeah, of brilliant course. film. Brilliant film. Yeah, go yeah, watch it. It's really good. That's one he, of Alison's big ones. That. Oh, is it right? Yeah. Well,
0: he did that previous to that, and you, you just go from a budget from two million to two hundred and fifty million. Do you know? Like, yes, jumped. Yeah. in that sort of isn't
1: that. Uh, but it, it kind of looks like an observational documentary that Hunt um, for the Wilder People, isn't it?
0: No, is that not uh, that's uh, we um, in the shadows? Uh, we, Maybe. we we are in the shadows or something like that. It's about vampires. Ah. Uh, of different time periods it's comedy right uh, so it's a mockumentary more than anything right um, but you've got like the nosferatu in a he, he's like in a cupboard and he gets introduced and he goes so this is kevin <laughs> <laughs> nosferatu do you know what i love kevin? about <laughs> australian
1: stuff i've been watching quite a bit on netflix their sense right. of humor is the same yeah, as it's ours brilliant, it? yeah, it's very yeah, dry yeah, yeah. very dry have you seen kenny no, it, but I've seen right. one. It's about Motherhood, and then there's one about well, called Sisters, right? Which is a com- the concept on that one. It's a TV on net drama on Netflix. Right. The concept of that is um, this guy who um, is a leading man in um, infertility treatment actually used his own sperm. Right. So this right. girl, go- have you seen this one? It's based on a true story. <laughs> yeah, it is based on a true story. She um, goes from being just this only child to. Yeah. The sibling of hundreds
0: yes it is it's based on a true story apparently it's happened more than once as i well. wouldn't be surprised like, what's going on with all these people that are all but you know what just it just
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah there were these thousand sons walking about but there is that big thing in the moment everything's about identity isn't it so yeah 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 well yeah
0: australian stuff yeah i'm i'm, I'm quite impressed with it kenny's um it, again it's a it's a mockumentary, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Did it get a, a, bad, a bad rep, I should say? Yeah. For, um, for being simple to do, but I don't agree. I think it's, it's clear. If you can do a good mockumentary, it's just the same as doing a good drama. It's it just is. the way that it's filmed it sometimes. Is. So it's about, he's a toilet seller. You know, the porter toilets? Yes. That you get at, um, say, uh, Furs and, and sort of, um, what are they called? Not conferences, but the big outdoor events and, yeah. you know, that type of thing. You know, the portable the toilets? The portable to his job is to hire them to, uh, to these like, different things. It's brilliant. When, you, when it opens up the scene, I didn't even know it was a, like a mockumentary for mm. at least 20 minutes mm. in, because it's so real. He's, he's on the phone talking about shit uh, and P ratio to how many toilets they will need right. because they've got different types of food on, like curries and <laughs> oh, things God. like that. It's brilliant, honestly. back right
1: up your street then. <laughs> <laughs> Anything below the waist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, next question. What's it like
1: winning a Bafta? The night the, the the day we got the day we got it it was quite you're like in a bubble kind of thing. Yeah. Um I don't think it really sunk home as to what that meant. Right. Um because everything had gone so well <laughs> over that year and those two years running cops, and then we were nominated, it just seemed path of the course, really, that we were going to get a BAFTA, but right. um, it's not something I lead with, and I should. You, <laughs> you know, should, yeah. You everybody, should hello, hello thing, I'm it? an Eater, I'm twice <laughs> BAFTA winner. Um, yeah, no, no, it is, it's, it's, you've, you realise now what a tough club that is to belong to, really, yeah. and what a privilege it is to have got one of those back then. Yeah. Um, but it also can be a little bit of a noose around your neck, Right. because then you become known for a certain style of show right and um, breaking out of that has been tough but um, you know I've kind of got been put in the go-to female uniform writer or I was back then yeah. um, and obviously trying to reinvent myself a little bit and say I do more than that you know yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's tough it's tough because you do end up getting put into a little pigeonhole well some people do. other people can do gay things. Yeah. sci-fi family i'm not mentioning names but you know no questions asked if a guy writes about a woman right a female issue yeah you know uh, like dr foster's written by a man and right. um, we're going round to that feminist conversation yeah, we're going again triple f rating, we are so we're getting right? to triple f i think maybe we should get <laughs> onto that straight away yeah there is there is a disparity at the minute um as to what they look towards women to write right you know, you kind of got lots it, of... It might be female writers. There are some very female-led independent production companies that you would think would champion women writers yeah. that tend to only employ male writers. Right. Is and that because male writers are better? Oh, you
2: had
1: <laughs> No, I think... Um, it's very interesting. I just think within the industry, there's a lot... There's a very female editorial teams quite often. Yeah. Very female-heavy um, editorial teams, uh, development people, um, but when it comes to writing, it's they are led by what the commissioners are asking for. Right. You know, if some, oh, fair enough. If somebody's having a run a successful run, yeah, then they want they'll will wait for that writer, male writer, to come clear. They'll wait for them to write them something, or they'll be there. What's happening is. A little handful of writers are getting spread too thinly. Yeah. And the quality is beginning to drop. Right. Um, Female characters coming from males tend to be a little bit, um, obviously males skewed. Right. And then there's this this bit of a backlash at the moment um, where people are looking for female-led characters that are maybe thrillers, but where she's not a psychotic bitch.
0: Yeah, 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 I can imagine
1: you know, being represented as a psychotic bitch. Um, Do you you think that it justifies its
0: own rating, though? And say on a film festival that have a screening purposely just for female-created pieces, female-created films, if you will.
1: Who would have thought in the 21st century that we would be having to have this? I I had a conversation with the comedy commissioner uh, about three months ago. Yeah, And he was saying, yeah, but we're, um, we are, we're, we're now pushing for more comedy, female comedians and right. for, and I said, we're in the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing this in the seventies. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Why all of a sudden is this, st- why is it still there? I, I mean, the, the, the disparity in pay was clear, made clear to me when we wrote Cops. Right. The two guys yeah. were getting paid more than me. Were they me? getting paid
2: more than They you? did. They were. <laughs>
0: yeah. till I found out. Re- recently, what's uh, uh, Sandy Toxteth? She yeah. She's kicked off about um, the guy from QI. I can't remember his name.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm, mm, much bigger guy. Yeah, him. Personality.
1: In Islam.
0: No. no. Um, oh, I can't. It, it the comedian. From Blackadder. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, 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 um, Hugh and Laurie was it? Oh yes, yeah. So. Him. Yeah. So him, uh, getting more money, quite a lot more money than her. Yeah. But when I was looking at it, I was thinking, is it not just be- that? Isn't it that? In that case, is it not because he's much more, he's much well more well-known mm. or he's is a, is a much...
1: He's a bigger he's, sell.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a bigger star, if mm. you will. Um, He's been in Hollywood blockbusters, like mm. V for Vendetta, mm. you know, in, main role. As isn't. an actor. As an actor. well, he's a presenter at the minute. Yeah. He's not yeah. writing it or anything. Uh, whereas Sandy Toxteth, I remember from number 73. And I mean, she's done loads of stuff since, mm. but it's normally sort of that sort of presenter-ish type thing. And I was just thinking, I don't know, me. I think there's a lot of that. It's just about the, the, your, your level of stardom, right? Next question. You're getting into acting. You're revisiting your acting. I am. What, How mad is that? What's the plan?
1: Um, it came about because well years ago when I was acting, I was too self conscious, right? And um, I, I did. I really enjoyed theatre, but not camera work. Yeah. Um, and um, it came about because. I wrote a play for the JB Shorts. Right. Which is um, an evening of short films written by screenwriters. The event happens twice a year in Manchester. Right. And I was asked to write uh, a 15-minute short. And I, I wasn't in that. But it took me back to my theatrical roots. Right. And off the back of that, I ended up directing um, another thing called South, uh, North South, a um, piece written by... Um, Anna Jordan, who's right. a London-based writer, so I directed something I hadn't actually written,
2: yeah,
1: and it just I just got the burning thing again, so put an evening of shorts on, and I ended up being in one of them, which I hated, but I thought never going to do this again. But um, someone asked me to step into a role just before Christmas last year, and uh, it was somebody else's work was this for the nhs it wasn't actually it was for um just an evening of christmas themed family based short plays right um and it played over two nights in manchester and i got the bug but off the back of that somebody spotted me who had his play in spotted home in manchester and it was a script in hand reading of a script his new script and that I did that, and off the back of that got an agent. Right. So, um... Have you got anything online? What, with the acting? Yeah. No. Have you
0: not? <laughs> no. Why?
1: Because <laughs> I've not done anything on camera just oh, yet. right, right,
0: okay. Um, oh, right, Have you been staged?
1: It's been staged. Oh, okay, I d- I am more at home on stage, right, I'll be honest okay. with you. <laughs> but, um... Because you can't see yourself then, can you? <laughs> have, we,
0: have Have you not got a recording of the stage performance? Mm, no. I've you know, well, yeah. got
1: photographic evidence, <laughs> but that's about it. Um... So yeah, it kind of I I think it made me realise I I do enjoy being in front of an audience. Right. Which is a bit like my teacher. I was gonna say, yeah, it's a bit very similar teaching, to teaching. I mean, yeah. I'm like Miss Entertainment, you right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, put me in front of a crowd and I'll I'll entertain them. But um How do you so get on with remembering lines? I'm terrible at that. That's been a lines. difficult one that you know, especially right. that I did one um about the NHS. Even
0: things you write yourself.
1: Even things I write myself. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I wrote this yeah. monologue for the NHS <laughs> evening and um can you believe it? I've, I couldn't remember the lines. Yeah, no, I can't believe. <laughs> no, it, but yeah, I so mean, it. rehearsals help with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and staging where you are on stage and right. prompts from the other actor really, so that helps. Right. So right. it's something I want to do a little bit more of. Right. Um, but and you know I am planning on writing um, a play to put into the Bruntwood. Right. I mean, the thing with TV and films, it can be such a long process. It can be heartbreaking, yeah, you know, do fringe theater. in fact, the I did a fringe theater piece last year, right. and it was the very first calling card that I developed with Nicola Schindler that never got made, right but the themes had come round again. Right. So I did it as a one woman play. i didn't I directed it, but wrote the two characters, yeah, into one one actress played the two characters, and it right. was about um class division. It was about people struggling on the breadline again, because those themes had come around from 97, where yeah. we were <laughs> yeah, coming yeah. out the back end of a conservative government, and now we're back in one.
0: Yeah, caused, caused, mainly caused by the um, the overspend of the Labour Party well, in it, the middle of that. Yeah, all right, fair enough, <laughs> fair <no, spare laughs> But
1: at the end of the day, those themes were relevant again. So yeah. I put it on the stage and then rekindled it into a treatment Right, that's relevant for now, and I've been trying to get that away.
2: Yeah, you know about yeah, yeah. a
1: full, um, one woman lives in a, a nice is how, where you can live in a posh area yeah. and share the same postcode with somebody on a council yes. estate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this woman lives on the posh area, they've lost everything because of the economic crisis, right? And had to move across the bridge. to live on this council estate yeah yeah same postcode yeah same postcode yeah yeah um it's a clash of cultures Ah, and how friendship has grown there you know Uh, it's called the divide right
0: right excellent
1: yeah so
0: what in fact before we're going for advice for writers i was talking to someone about lift pitches um what's your what's your
1: Take on lift pitches, as in really short synopsis, so you can sort of just spew out what you, you... really. I you know I teach this right, and um, I've been asked to teach you a course where you come up with a treatment. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: and then you write the short film. Yeah, so it's over twelve weeks, but a treatment to do a treatment, as you know, Tony. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you have to really know the project. Yes. I mean, I, I'm writing a treatment now, and it's taken me weeks and weeks. Because you only get one chance within that treatment to get that idea across. It was a treatment yeah. for a series idea. Right. I've not been commissioned to do it. Yeah. So you've kind of got to go in with everything in place.
0: So like a pitch treatment as
1: well. Yeah, right? pitch, pitch treatment. treatment. Right, okay. And then so what they call the elevator pitch is a log line. Yeah. You yeah. know, this is about, but yeah. if you can't do that, then you don't know what you're writing about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: generally, it's the theme and the character who's going to drive that story that you've got to concentrate on.
0: I deal with a lot of people who are independent producers, like, you know, producing the stuff independently. And it's one of their fallbacks. I'll say, so what's it about? I know we' will be some long, convoluted sort of conversation that goes yeah. on for 15 minutes. And it's still long. none the wiser. I'm yeah. like, three-line so like, pitch. What, so what's it about? Yeah. We've, we've discovered it's a drama or something, you know? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. And I don't think they get it, you know, that it's so important to be able to... Just transfer your idea, like, instantly. You
1: can't go up with a log line until you've done the footwork, until you've gone through the treatment process and you actually know what it is about. And Mm. then again, you know, once it gets commissioned, it can change the way you unfold that story. But it's the theme. It's all about why are you writing it? And the big question everybody asks now, and they've always asked it, why are we writing it now?
0: Yeah. Do you get why?
1: Why should we make this now? Why is it relevant now? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not
1: sure every writer gets asked that. No, question, no, you, but...
0: yeah. I mean, we even got asked that by, um, I'm sure you asked it.
1: Probably. <laughs> What's the relevance?
0: And I was like, there's no relevance at all in mine. There well, always is. I suppose there you is. You just yeah, can't yeah. see it
1: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And people will interpret on your work. Yeah, yeah, You know, I mean, I was in a class of the other day and they were talking about cops and they were asking me questions about a structure and did we go, out? we didn't do it like that. Right. We did a lot of research and just brought all the ideas back to the table. Do you follow, you you, you
0: discussed about structures. Do, do you follow any structures? It's
1: interesting, you know, because we had this conversation with Anna in class of the other day. Right. Because um, we're teaching our, th- we're setting our third years off now. Yeah. And um, she, we were doing a session on structure And she asked me about the structure of cups, you know, the episodes. And I said, ironically, we didn't go about it like that. Yeah. But when you're doing long-running shows like Casualty, you have to construct the whole season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You
1: have to construct every episode. Certain shows have a very tight formula. Yeah. And that's where structure comes in.
0: There, there was a bit of foreshadowing I saw on Game of Thrones recently. Right. Now I watched Game of Thrones from season one to mm. season six mm. now. And through that, there's a character called Hordor. And that's all he says. So everything he says is like, Hordor, Hordor. Hodor, you know, like, and it's like you know one of them things. Anyway, so all the way through these six seasons, he's been saying Hodor, mm. and right, at, this is a massive spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched Game of Thrones. And if they've not, tough. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're on season six yet. now. <laughs> <laughs> so season six comes. This big guy Hodor, one of the, this other lad, is going hold the door, and he's trying to keep this horde of like these these buddies sort of out by holding the door. And he's going,
2: hold door, hold door,
0: hold the door, hold. And then it swaps to him back into when he was a child and having this fit through this time link thing, going, hold the door, hold the door, hold, hold, hold door, hold door. And it was like, hold the door was hold door. Right, and it was just like, "What? They Where planned did that, come that from, from yeah. the beginning?" And there is like no, twenty no episodes way. in no, each one. No, no
1: No, 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 And I was like, "Is that is that right?" It's Has a he bit like um, what was it called? Um, the plane crash one. Oh yes, Lost. Yeah. No, they had no idea how that was going to end. Well, well, they did.
0: On I think it was the intention was to do two or three seasons, mm. and they had an ending. Mm. Then the producers came and more, gave them bucketfuls of money. Yeah, and said, more, "Oh, more, we need more. another season." Yeah. And then I'm sure what they must have done is looked at all the fan theories of how and what was going on and just gone, we can't do any of them. There was
1: no other way they could go than that was kind of suspicious. Between life and death, weren't they at the end of something? They weren't something quite a day. like, yeah. yeah I, don't, I still that don't beginning. know what the end. Was yeah, it's got to be in purgatory a or something spiritual. Like that. I thought it
0: was like a weird time shifting thing because, mm. like, a, they had like a time issue with sending a missile from a ship and it got there a couple of days earlier. It's, it's interesting weird.
1: though because when you go in with these things, it's oh, I don't know. You go in and you go, I don't believe that, and you go, Do you believe that people got lost on a desert island? It's yeah. about entertainment. It's about yeah, fun. Yeah. It's about pushing something sometimes
0: i had a go at someone on twitter and it it was a a quote by kubrick and it would have been completely out of context you know with all the rest of his thing but they just people are so fucking pedantic at times on twitter and they put um this quote and it said something like a story must be an emotional journey step by step into this and that and the other Mm. and i was reading it i was just and i instantly thought of 2001 space odyssey and i find that film boring mm. i've read the book and the book's fine mm. then i watched the film and i was like it's just yeah it's very aesthetically very pleasing i'm yeah. sure it's very good for its day how they've yeah. done it and everything but to watch it as a film it's fucking boring
1: nothing happens
0: nothing happens mm. for three bleeding hours or whatever yeah. it's on for yeah until the, the end bit and then you go i don't even get oh, that's done at the end with the book it explains it very well yeah but because of all the missing dialogue yeah and the, exactly it's just like, what's going on so i just put
1: you and yet cast away yeah Major care. There was an empathy with the character. Yeah. A man on his own.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you're all right, go on. <laughs> We've got a little visitor. <laughs> what are Hang you on. Uh, yeah, there's,
1: there's <laughs> no, no. that blue waterproof there. <laughs> I'm just going to the show. That's <laughs> not that, that's my coat. There's that one. There's one of your own upstairs. And there's one in the back of the car, which is the. So, say hello, Nadia. Hiya. Can we come to the mic and say
0: hello.
1: Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my millions of listeners. <laughs> Do you want another card again no, I'm, I'm walking the dog with it to the no, no, I You know. will. It's cold.
2: Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Okay. The
0: connection with Wilson?
1: <laughs> yeah connection. yeah yeah no but even so you know it's a man on his own with no one to talk to but yeah. they needed to contrive something for him to talk to because yeah. we need to hear things yeah don't yeah, we? absolutely yeah or you would resort yeah. to narration which
0: although i must admit wally one of my favorite films wally right 45 minutes and there's very i think there's only about two lines of dialogue in it mm. up to the first 45 minutes mm. and it's brilliant film yeah yeah. Not a TV program. No, true. Oh yeah, you're on about Castaway, the the other thing, aren't you? The uh, TV. Oh no, no, program. I wasn't actually. I was talking oh, about you're the film. You're
1: very film. You everything's your I film. Do. Yeah, yours yeah. is film references. I'm TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But yeah, so I, I, and I just put on this thing. Do you know what? Emotion aside, I just want to watch something that's entertaining. Yeah. You know, like if it came down to watching 2001 mm. on a Paulian dynamite. Which you don't know what the hell's going on with Napoleon Dynamite. There is no real that's emotional you, though. journey. That's you
1: all over that. <laughs> don't do emotions. Got a
0: massive debate going with on Twitter with this, and I was just like, "Come on, get a grip." I'm not arguing with Stanley Kubrick. I'm not saying I'm a better director or a mm-hmm. better writer. All I'm saying is the quote that he's used there is poor. Mm. It's like it's not just about emotional journey and the rest of it. It's entertainment as well. I if it wasn't entertaining, it... we wouldn't fucking watch it.
1: Well, that's true, but everybody's taste in entertainment is slightly. Different different then isn't it
0: yeah yeah people who uh, I'm not into 2001
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's been made clear
0: (laughs) The Shining and the rest of it and his moon landing stuff were brilliant yeah (laughs) so yeah I just wasn't into that Um, so you don't necessarily have you have you wrote films
1: I have
0: did you follow a structure for that I
1: think somehow that maybe some of my TV ideas are films right um I've written um I've not written a full length film actually, but I've written parts of it. I've been commissioned right. to write parts of films right to try and get the money up front. I've just written something for somebody in America. So right. she wanted the first ten minutes as she was saying, but I gave her the first twenty because that in a kind of is your first up to the inciting moment. Yeah. So you do observe those things. Right. I think organically, yeah. I'm still Always been a storyteller. Yes. I didn't know what they were called. Yeah. Those moments, those peaks, those, you know, high moments, those troughs, characters, you know, battling against the odds. And it wasn't until I actually came to teach that I had to learn the language of structure and plot structure. But obviously I'd had good script editors who'd push me. I remember... When I wrote my first episode of Pete Practice, which was my dad's story, I just wrote it in three days because right. it was so fresh. Yeah. Uh, without without doing a scene by scene, I just wrote the damn thing. And then um, I got a call from the script editor and he said, we need to talk about structure. <laughs> okay. Right. I ran my agent and I went, what the hell does that mean? Right. What does structure mean? so she said, the way you go from A to B to C, you know, how the story unfolds. And I went. I think I need to go and do a degree in writing, or and <laughs> to go and do a writing course. But I got guided through that right. by decent script editors. But then now I know the language. It's almost yeah. somehow it, 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 it inhibits you a little bit. I think sometimes.
2: Right.
1: But I know I've got yeah. to reach no, those points. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I will I go on the board. That. Yeah. And take it out of my mind and put it down. You know. But at the moment, I'm doing a treatment stage and. I know how those all those episodes will be will unfold.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I get that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I
0: understand. I, I agree with you as well that it can sort of inhibit your, your progress through if you're constantly going. Oh God, no! I needed to do something by my like page. I think 12. you do it naturally, you
1: know it, I mean? don't you? You yeah. do realize something has to happen at this point. Um, yeah. And I think what you've got to respond to is that people's attention spans a lot shorter than it used to be. Yeah. We're more... Having said that, we had this debate on Monday. I do enjoy, I, I think, slow storytelling's coming back again.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, particularly on television.
0: They've just got done um, Sean Penn. Just yeah. just done this... Um, is it called First or First... Vis- Basically, it's a story about a team getting ready to go to Mars. Mm. My God, that is slow. That is the slowest thing I've seen on TV for a while. I think it's a bit too
2: slow. That I
1: one. think sometimes with a slower way of telling a story, you allow the characters to live a bit better
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: than anything that's very plot-led. Yeah, Twisty turning. I mean, Line of Duty, when that first came out, I think it's taken them a little while to find the balance. The first series was yeah. just on adrenaline. It was plot, 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 plot. And the classic thing that happened at the end was he hadn't thought about the ending. And there was this big summation in the last episode is everything that you teach not to do. Yeah. It's a case of, well, just in case you all missed this, there was flashbacks, uh, there was expositional dialogue. And I think the second year he managed to plan ahead. Right. Some writers are not planners, they just pour it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think that's a consequence of if you don't plan where you're going, you, you end up tying yourself into so many knots. Yeah. And like you say, you and I and people who watch it go, well, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. It sticks out like a sore of thumb. Whereas planning, I, w- I think we all need to plan some- somehow.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, even if it's just sort of a page of notes. Scene like, by scene. Is, or you on know, on I know, I know them, you loved but... the scene
1: by scene, didn't you? But... I, I did, yeah.
0: But <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sort of, I, I think I'm a bit more organic now. Um, I'll just. I'm the same. Sometimes I'll write something in two days, yeah, and then just go back to it after, and then sort of start. But structuring can you unpack it, want pack it?
1: again? You can't. You can't.
0: I think yeah. You, you, I struggle that to change objectivity. things. objectivity. Yeah. yeah,
1: you do struggle yeah. to. Change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all but do. It's, it's a case of um, I don't have anybody at the minute that I can sort of peck their head and just go. Can you read this forty-minute script? Anna and I had this conversation
1: know? the other day because we had our students around the table, and I went, "I would. This is gold. This that, actually." Who's being, Anna? Anna, our Anna. Oh, are you back at Leeds? Yeah, I'm teaching with her over in Leeds. Oh, no way. Yeah, I, yeah. Thought you were, I thought you were at Salford. I am Anna teaching Leeds. On oh, Monday. look at you. Right, yeah. right, can brilliant. You go on You'll the have money to is. say hi to her. We, we were talking about you the other day, actually. I told her you were coming. Right. Um, and we said, you know, I said, maybe I'll bring my script in next week and you all can give me feedback. Yeah, and I yeah. think, you know, we, I said to her, we, we need a little collective where we can get together. And even if it's just...
0: We used to do it. Getting
1: yeah. second set of, I used to do it with another writer in Liverpool and he used to come back with some, he was a producer as well. Right. So it, and in fact, he gave him some great notes on something, you know, but uh, you can't do it for yourself. It's really, really tough. I know, I, know. Self-editing.
0: I think I think sometimes as well, when you're at university and you've just started and you say first years and you're doing writing and then mm. you're getting feedback from, you're going, what the fuck are you going about? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, You don't know anything. Why are you giving me feedback? Yeah, well I know that. You know I mean? yeah. But no, I'm not not the teachers or the yeah. you know the lecturers. I'm, I'm i mean the other like sort of people in your class. Because the interesting oh, well I, I do, that, that, do like?
1: that quite a bit, peer feedback, because yeah. if I say it, then they might think it's just me. But if somebody else in the group is not getting it, yeah. several sets of ears have heard your work read out and it's raising questions or doubts about certain motivations. Yeah. You can't not but listen to that.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, if you've got the consensus, like the majority mm-hmm. of the people are saying the thing. But it's, it's hard
1: taking feedback, Tony. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I sent something out well before it should have been sent out and it has come back. I'm very confused when two people have said that. So, you know, right. professional developer and a, I don't my agent, you kind of go. Right. Okay. So obviously that's confusing them, but um, I need to be a bit more pedestrian in the treatment so that yeah. they can see how it's going to unfold. Right. Right. Yeah. And stylistically, then impose that on the scripts. What I want, how I want that story to be unfolded in the script format. Right.
0: Right. So what's this one for? What are you sent in?
1: Um, down? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Female-led, female-written. Oh, is it a tri- written... triple
0: F-rated film.
1: It's a series, TV drama. Oh, right, okay. I'm developing at the moment. It's well, about identity. It's something that I wrote in the past, but I've I've imposed a really big subplot on it now. So right. um, I'm just finding, wading my way into it at the minute.
2: Right.
1: And I'm trying to find me in it as well, because yeah. I think that's where the, my best writing is, when I can identify with. Right. The story.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Family secrets,
1: lies. Like
0: I keep finding that pathetic guy that I keep writing about. (laughs) 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 So, if you had any sort of, not advice, but say, I mean, there's who who have we got? Vogler, Schneider. uh, What's the guy who did Thousand Faces that bores me to death?
1: Oh, you mean the the authorities on all this stuff? writing yeah, formats well, yeah, and structure what's his,
0: what's his bleeding name oh, oh we did um, McKee. is McKee. Uh, is he he's not bad actually McKee. um he's still alive isn't he
1: i think he is yeah he still yeah. does um,
0: yeah he still there's does
1: loads of people who write this write books about structure and yeah. formatting and
0: do, do you do you got that one
1: i don't know
0: no. i like Blake schneider oh
1: the, i know used to, Save to the cat. Him. yeah I no like, no i, I do like I, think, I think the schneider book is quite accessible it's it's fun yeah It it, demystifies quite a lot, I think, and simplifies it. Um, Is it a theory? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got his
0: step-by-step approach. I mean, he's just taking it from like, basics, but yeah. it, it makes it easier reading as it does well. It know. it like, easier reading. Where it was like, oh, a night of a thousand deaths, you know, like in the old one. you like,
1: yeah, what the yeah. fuck does that mean? I don't know, I know. what that means. I know, people get too clever, don't so, yeah. they? Yes. You, you switch off.
0: I think it's just the wording's updated I and everything I have picked up though.
1: these books most recently and started to read chapters out of them. There's a right. couple on my desk upstairs, and I keep right. dabbling in and going, just to reassure myself that I do know these things. Yeah,
0: yeah yeah i i met a f a friend of mine was was teaching writing not to the same level um but he was he said the only time he he got better at writing when he was teaching it's because true. he sort of learned all these sort of different well, things that you need to push has it made
1: me a better writer it's made me a better communicator because right. when you go for meetings yeah. you're talking their language yeah, they've yeah. all done these courses yeah you know and um places like the BBC are constantly bringing in gurus to teach them how to store. I mean, we, on casualty, I think we had about two. Right. But they come in and they talk to the editorial team and then they come up with this, oh, now we want to do a five-act structure. Right. And we're looking at these characters' um, personas. Will we do that organic? Will we do that naturally as writers or yeah. good writers. Always take care of character.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I, su- I suppose, yeah, when you're starting out, though, you do to- sort of make them a little bit similar sometimes that i think it's dialogue i had an issue with dialogue and i'd, I'd write and, it, and they all sounded them, like sounded like the same person. You, like, you could just change the names. You, yeah, yeah. yeah normally, yeah.
1: No, that's quite a common mistake. But, but
0: that, that was one of the, the one of the tasks. Is you're like, right, change your character names, and if you, it doesn't sound like it's a different person, then it's it's not a different person. It's so true.
1: It's like, right, okay,
0: that's, yeah, that's an easy way of doing it. No, then. I've seen that you're quite rectifying. a bit where
1: everybody speaks and say they're all a bit chippy, and then you go, "Well, that's the way you are."
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: all right for one character, but then somebody has to be an opposite opposite of that, really.
0: I, I always make better. Um,
1: what, what what would you class them at?
0: You know, like um, your, your lead character and how they have like a funny or a weird friend that's always protagonist like-
1: Protagonist is your lead character, yeah. And
0: then your friends, like, and I always made them better than the actual protagonist. Do you know like- Interesting,
1: what, the antagonist?
0: Not, not the antagonist, like uh, the sidekick, the side, if you will.
1: Yeah, the confidant. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'd always make them characters were always brilliant and the, the protagonist was shit.
1: Isn't it interesting? <laughs> Maybe you saw yourself in that- Role
0: possibly, yeah, yeah. We're going you maybe it. could identify with always a bit pathetic.
1: or <laughs> yeah, well, was he really? Was he a bit pathetic?
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that were about. <laughs> <laughs> so next next bit is that we'll got we'll wrap up because uh, uh, your daughters are here, right? yeah. All your daughters are in the industry as well, aren't they?
1: They are,
0: yeah. I know not, I don't know what's your daughter. Marie is a musician, Maria. singer. Yeah. Maria's is mu- yeah. musician, singer. Yeah. Nadia's is a makeup artist. She is, yeah. Who, who should who should be makeup in?
2: Recently.
1: She's does she does a lot of comedians, right. um, quite high profile comedians. Yeah. Um she moved to London, so she's t- just walked in literally. I'm not seeing her for a couple of months. <laughs> um yeah, so she's doing really well. It's interesting, isn't it?
0: It is, yeah. Yeah. It must be your, um, your creative roots of, um, of, of like... Lead from the front them. is yeah, what exactly. I
1: say. Both girls. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Female-led. Yeah. Female-led. <laughs> yeah. We have got the... You planet. don't have
0: any sons then, do you? No. Oh, yeah. Triple mm. F. Triple F, Triple F, F, F rated yeah. family we are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Advice for writers starting out?
1: It depends. When you say starting out, what level? Where are we at?
0: I don't know. Where, where should we be? I, I suppose... If you'd not had any formal training, mm. you just sort of... You, you were writing scripts, that type of thing, I suppose.
1: I think there are always sources where, if there's anywhere, people will read your scripts. There are lots of things you can pay for, but there yeah. are lots of free things as well.
2: Right.
1: Um, The writer's room at the BBC. Do, do, do you actually... Get involved with the writing. I've never used them, no, because they're (laughs) more professional. But I know people who have, they have schemes. Right. It's always worth looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe writing for stage, submitting things that way through local schemes or actually making them. Yeah. yeah. And then inviting TV people and saying, oh, whatever, this could be a film. Um, But in terms of writing scripts, it's all about just getting it out there, getting it. Chica. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Don't hear no. It's t- it's difficult, agent, though, isn't it? You say what? Get an agent? Yeah. How hard is that? I don't know. Difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't self-publish a script. That's the only problem. Yeah, it is. It is, it is, it is. I mean, people say, well, why don't you make it? And you go, well, what? Give me yeah, a million it, and I'll make it. it yeah. yeah, exactly. Unless um, you're going for radio. Unless you go going for radio. is another way. <laughs>
2: it is. Tony, yeah. you'll tell
1: us that. I
0: know, I know.
1: That Just, is if you want something easy, making yeah, quite You can easily. look at us recording way. in the room here yeah. in my house, you know, exactly. so. And
0: that's what we, that's what I did on my radio play. Mm. If, if it was supposed to be a house, we went into a house, recorded mm. it there, mm. and we did everything on location. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't really need to try too hard after on the, you know, on the soundscape. Right. We've just already done. Right. Movement all recorded the same way it should be.
1: Anyway, yeah. Make short films. Yeah. Show um, you know, a micro short. Hmm. Um, yeah. if it's showing your voice, um I'm gonna sneeze, excuse me. Huh? But it's all about, I mean, like excuse me. <laughs> You'll have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um broadcasters think they know how young people, particularly young people, view TV and they don't. Right? You know, we did a census the other day. Nobody has a TV license. Yeah.
2: So why <laughs> yeah. are you
1: making programs on mainstream television? They don't even watch BBC iPlayer.
2: No. So
1: if you can create a, a little micro shot or you can make something and get it out there and create a buzz somehow... Um, It could be a character out of your script. It doesn't have to be the full story. But just showing your voice or getting something out there, just make it. Just get out there, make your own stuff and create a buzz. Um, You've got to go that extra mile really, these days because so many people can sit and write a script. Some people don't ever want to have their script made. Yeah. They just want to write a screenplay. Yeah. Um, and never get it made. But um, you can't self-publish online. So the only other way is actually make something of it, even if it's in the shortest of forms. Um, Just create, because your frustrations will be overwhelming if you're submitting your work. Look for schemes that are relevant to your either gender or your group um, or your age range. Um, Just look for anything that you could just get your work critiqued
0: yeah critique that's important being able to take that feedback oh, it, as well. tony
1: <laughs> tony tony tony's vein used to pop out of the side of his head when i gave him a critique it's, it's there now it look it's there it's there in his forehead remembering it it's gone very red in the face it's not easy it's
0: not it's not especially when yeah when you've spent so long and then and then you think oh my god you start worrying you Know about what people are going to think about it, and then yeah, when but you go see, in,
1: that's where you're um, not going to take it personally. Oh, I no, I no, I it's not a personal attack. much better
2: now. I'm much it's very, you better
1: now. I'm <laughs> <laughs> believe that. Just don't send it out for you anything. Don't, well, that's the thing, you see, because it's it, you have to have the balls to just send things out there and be yeah. prepared to get it knocked back. Yeah. I mean, I just wildly sent my this is you know, got the writer's handbook yeah. and anyone where, where it said, we'll read unsolicited materials as agents. Yeah. I sent it out, I sent sketches to Calador. You know, I just, I wouldn't hear no, but I was a mature student with two kids. I wasn't pissing about. Yeah. I yeah, had yeah. to get some money coming in soon. And so I just went through this. Don't hear no. Don't say no. If somebody says, try that, do it.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't be afraid. You, you know, if you're telling yourself no, before yeah. you're sending yeah, your yeah, work yeah, out.
0: Yeah, listen to your little um shadow. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're listening to yourself and going, oh no, I'm not good enough. Then you'll never get your work out there.
2: Yeah.
1: And mm. critique isn't saying you're bad or you're wrong. It's just not working for that particular... I get knockbacks all the time. I, I'd
0: much rather get... I mean, you were harsh with uh, critique as in sort of, you wouldn't piss about, you just go, yeah, it's a bit shit that. Do you know that's- I I
1: might have said it I, a little bit more professionally. than that. <laughs> It wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I used to, I'd prefer that than somebody who beats around the bush yeah. and is, is meaning the same point. Do you know what I mean? Then, then you have to sit there for an hour listening to someone go about the way, just telling you that it's shit or that, that you've got to change something, some aspect mm. of it. I'd much rather just get to the point like you used to do. And, and I think that was because- Retrospectively yeah. speaking. <laughs> We were always like very shallow on time, weren't we? We were because very we, oh, shallow on right. time. We've got half ah, an hour. We've got to get through yeah. this quickly. Like, so we have to do it so bluntly. Yeah, yeah. But I'd, I'd rather, I must. Yeah, I'd much
1: rather have. I mean, it you don't think I've ever got a script back that's got written on it? This is a load of shit. Somebody sent me a script back once, and they've mistakenly sent me the one that the executive producer had oh, put right. the notes on. Oh god, right. And he right. was incredibly blunt. Right, this bit's crap. Yeah, this is shit. And, you know, all over the scripts and you're kind of going, oh my God. And yeah, you go, well, it's a bit blunt. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. But,
1: you know, that's just, that was never meant to have been seen, but that should have been filtered out by the script editor and wasn't. Right, right. You know, so it is a very cruel and blunt business.
0: Yeah. Would you recommend formal education for people who want, if they've got, they want to do script writing, would you recommend that they do it as a formal educated thing? would that increase their uh, value or, you know, would that help them out in their career? I think
1: what doing something through education might give somebody is the... Don't worry um, about
0: working for two uh,
2: establishments.
1: No, (laughs) I think actually um, going through the process of doing a degree and leaving with that might give you some more extra confidence. Right, yeah. And it might help you get through a door because it's shown that you've committed yourself to that subject matter yeah. for three years plus the debt, yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't do a writing course. I did an acting devising course. So maybe organically, I was a good storyteller from the concept yeah. from the beginning. Um I would say you don't have to do an educational course. I, I'm,
0: I'm putting it up against people that, that call them so I have a lot of people on Twitter and, and they'll go, I'm a writer. And i go, All right, so you you write, have you done anything? To... Yeah, I did this twelve week course, six week course. Yeah. So you're taking the piss or what? You can't learn writing in six weeks, like you can't call yourself a writer mm. unless you're writing. Do you know for one? They mm. weren't even writing. Never really written anything that anybody would seen, mm. so it's like being call, calling yourself a filmmaker, but you've never actually made a film. Exactly, it's a bit one of them. Academia's you know. full of them. <laughs> I, it is. I know. I know. Well, it, it's like the, the term it's all academic. It, it sort of means that you're just I talking know, about I know, but shit. the
1: interesting thing now is that with academia is that they've subbing it up with people like yourself and me who are practitioners yeah, yeah. to put to, to, to bring in relevant skills. Yeah. You know, because things are changing. Yeah. You know, the way we watch things are changing. Yeah. You know, who would have heard of a podcast before? I know. Or a know. webisode. I'm going to do a vlog now and then I'm going to do a webisode because, yeah. you know, I might be 60, but I'm still... Producing work. You're never 60. No? I am.
0: <laughs> you look wonderful for your age. Thank you very much. It's a
1: shame it's not visual. <laughs> yes. Well, I
0: have to take a photo. No, it's
1: <laughs> But, you know, because uh, I started late, I consider myself sort of like just at, at, in the same age group as late 40s and early 50s. Yeah. You know, they don't question their validity in yeah. the world. I've got something to say. um I've lost my thread a little bit there now. I don't know what the question was. I can't. Do you have to have done education? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it would have given, it would give someone the confidence. Yeah. But no, if you can't call yourself a writer unless you're writing, as you've said. Yeah, yeah. You know, a 12-week course about structure and um, narrative structure and characters is one thing, but then apply it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Put it up for some critique.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. So what's next? What's this about a book? You were mentioning a book before. you write in a book.
1: Yeah. Keep saying, why don't you write a book? And a lot of screenwriters are now writing books. Right. Um, What, a book about screenwriting? No. A book about just... Because I, like, for example, the detective, the Victorian detective, Pete, I had eight episodes with completely individual stories all planned out, and they were told over two hours. Right. I did so much research. I've got so much detail of right, that right. world, and it's yeah. all there, you know. It could be a serialised book.
0: Right.
1: So why not?
0: You, would you do that serialised
1: book? Serialise a book. Right, right, yeah. Because right. you can self-publish that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. And then yeah. let them buy it in, and then let's make it as a series. Yeah, yeah get it done. I'll get it yeah. the other way around, you know. <laughs> why not?
0: Yeah. So is thats that, is that, that your future?
1: I don't know, I don't because I doubt I have the vocabulary to write a book, but people think I have. I th- I'd say you have, I ju- ju- judging you off know, this podcast. how to? yeah, you know.
0: And it's different writing because you just you constantly go back and think, mm, maybe I could use a better word for that. It's so simple these it days, is, isn't it? Isn't? Synonym, synonym, synonym. Yes.
1: <laughs> My best friend that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> when so you're you repeating can... <laughs> yourself.
0: You can make it sort of a lot I better think instant, I think that's my working
1: class chip that maybe thinks I can't write a book. But it was right. a little bit like my working class chip didn't think I could be a screenwriter yeah, yeah. or that I'm as valid as a middle class screenwriter. Right. But right. I am. Working class unite, and I don't just write about the working class neither. Because yeah. are we working class? No, am I still working class? No, you balls, you're well no. middle class. No, I am proper middle. <laughs> I don't know about now, but you know, um, and that's in itself is an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, I think Jason yeah. Mansford's tour is called um, muddled Class,
2: right, right, and it's
1: in, that's a kind uh, of that interesting it's thing, right, yeah. Is right, okay. that I'm, you know, born into working class, you've moved in working middle class circles and upper class circles as I've had at the time, yeah. you know, but. Um, it's your root. It's who you are. Yeah, and I think yeah. I've been trying to w- fight against that quite a, lot, a right, lot. Right. By not deliberately writing working class stuff.
0: I know that the BBC set out a whole range of different classes. It was about three, four years ago, and they said, "Go and check it. Go and mm. answer this quick questionnaire, and you'll find out what class you're in." Mm. Um, and it started from like one scale to the obviously, yeah, <laughs> from one scale to the other. But it, there was about ten or twelve different classes. There
1: are different classes.
0: And rather than having three, you know, like, yeah, um, there there are. And, oh, yeah. it was just like, so We're supposed to be a class society. Right, then we just
1: got more classes.
0: I think so. We yeah, have. Yeah. Definitely. Um,
1: and also this, this only last was it Monday when the, um, uh, BFI had been told that they've got to diversify to working class people.
0: Good. About time.
1: Yeah. I'll send you the link to that. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I've been waiting to we're back, minority. We've come full circle again, haven't we <laughs> now about diversity? Yeah. And, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Underrepresentation. I mean, yeah. the working class voice has been underrepresented. It
0: has, yeah, in, in,
1: especially in films.
0: God, yeah. I mean, and I mean, television few, has become a well, bit,
1: bit more like film now. They're looking for big adaptations, like Killing Eve. Yeah, that's going to sell globally. So, what does that mean? We've got to, you know, who's going to want to look at the working class globally? So they don't think that's sexy enough. Yeah, to sell globally, so they'll do Vanity Fair,
2: right?
1: And they'll do. Oh, actually, what's, what's quite interesting is a female Doctor Who. That was the first time I saw yes, yeah. Doctor Who. As I'm long as I leave Who James virgin. Bond alone, I'm all right. Doctor, Doctor <laughs> James Bond alone. Doctor Who, female, watched it for the first time of the day, and I thought that's quite intriguing to see the subject matter was about racism. They went back to the, uh, the Rose Parks story. Ah, right. Yes, sorry. Box, yeah, sorry. I
0: read something on it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which yeah. is quite a. You know, it's as, as obviously. A, I'll, a, I'll watch
0: that. Yeah. I'll watch it. I've, I've I've not watched Doctor Who for probably the last two. Seasons. I've not, I've I not lo- watched I Doctor like Peter Who Capaldi.
1: since um, Christopher Eccleston came into right, it. Right. Right. And curiously watched it the other day, and I thought, oh, that's intriguing. Yeah.
2: yeah. And
1: actually, on the women's writers' page, it's right. it's taken quite a an, an intriguing. I'll, I'll watch it. though,
0: yeah. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a go because I can understand why Doctor Who can change as a character. Hmm. But... He's never like, been a woman before. Yeah, he's never... No, true, yeah. No, but but genetically, and, and he's an alien and all... Oh, it's an alien. Yeah. And all that, then there's no reason why he can't change into a she.
2: Exactly. You know, like
0: on the on the thing. But with certain things, like, um, say, Ghostbusters, didn't see the point. Did not see the point, and then rebooting Ghostbusters, using the similar story as the original one, right. but rebooting it into... Why they didn't just do a continuation? Do you know? I've left off from so them Ghostbusters have existed mm. and they do a continuation. somewhere. it's all gone wrong. You just know, they rebuilt the business. Yeah. yeah, but they rebooted it and called the same names as the characters that were meant. i was thinking, well, what's the point in that? Yeah, I didn't get that. See, that's,
1: that's I think that's tokenism. That yeah, I think yeah. you're going to write about women. Write about women. Yeah. Although yeah. interestingly, *Old so Kill and Eve in the books that um, the psychotic character was a man. Right. But she turned into a woman. Right. And it's the gender change. I think both of them have changed genders, you right. know, um, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's made it very intriguing. Yeah,
2: yeah. I
1: think. I will watch
0: that. I've not seen that either. Have you not seen Kill and no, Eve? No, yet. What's it on?
1: You'll catch it on the box sets on BBC iPlayer. Right. Amazing. Right. Uh, Get into it. And also, the other one I recommend, which is on the box set and the iPlayer, is called... Oh, my God. The Informer. Right. And... I've heard of that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was up till five watching that on Saturday night. Yeah. Um, if you've Are got you a people, box set basher? I am a bit of a yeah, box I set basher. It's terrible. <laughs> the birds start tweeting. I think I better go to bed. Why am I so tired? It's five o'clock in the morning.
0: No, yeah, I'm with you on that one. No, you
1: can't beat a good box set. Yeah, yeah,
0: I save them up. I literally sort of, if there's a new season started and I watch it and I think, oh my God, why are they doing this one a week? Why and can't I watch the entire Just store them up. I'll like, sold. Yeah, Better yeah. call sold. Yes, I did. Yeah, I've done the I'm same with sold. I'm not finished watching that one yet? Oh, I've watched it now. The new it, series. We're at an end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can watch that though. Oh. <laughs> I got myself a, a fire stick, so I'm going to cancel Sky and get everything on that. Yeah, but royalties <laughs> <laughs> waste of time no Sky I'm sick of it I know it's too expensive for it's what it so is it's so
1: expensive I've not got Sky
0: no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it mm. you can get everything probably we shouldn't
1: illegally stream yeah I know shouldn't <laughs> be saying that Shouldn't. I don't
0: even good. know whether it's illegal though to stream it I don't think it is uh, Certainly, if I knew
1: how to do oh, it, I'd yeah. be doing it, myself. Don't I'd, you worry? I
0: think I'll send you some instructions. Okay, it's, cool. it's easy. It's not. It, Turn isn't this it? off. <laughs>
1: that's someone's royalties.
0: True, true. Yeah, no, I'm the same with music. I don't get any more royalties though, so it doesn't matter to me anymore.
1: <laughs> that's because you're a sad character.
0: <laughs> I'm just because I'm pathetic.
1: Pathetic character. Yeah, and on one. that note,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so right. Thanks for uh, agreeing to do this. It's been um, marvellous. I'm sure I hope you can
1: get some sense out of all of No, Yeah,
0: no, it's it's all great, yeah. Is is there anything you want to plug before we uh, wrap up?
1: Not really, no. No? I'll come back next time I've got something to plug.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, um, if you just want to say bye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening and thanks for coming to interview me.
0: You've been listening to a confusing load of bollocks. The views and opinions of any guests are not necessarily that of Custard Room Productions. And if you were offended or do not agree with any of the comments, please take it to Twitter, and we'll ignore you, you snowflake. This episode was sponsored by AlexanderDoddit.com. for all your voiceover and narration needs. He provides a full professional service, all digitally supplied. Remember to check the show notes for links to any films or social media mentioned throughout. Or if you're thinking of sponsoring the show, please contact me at Custard Room on Twitter. Thanks for listening.